0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spidero here at the Overcare Complex. Eagles getting ready for a big one on Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs come to town. Andy Reid making his second appearance in Philadelphia since he coached here. But really, this week has been about has been about recovering from. Monday night, and moving on to Kansas City. So it's really an opportunity to see how this team, with just some adversity, how do they respond against a powerful Kansas City Chiefs team? Great offense, averaging 30.7 points per game. Defense has struggled, particularly against the run. So, yeah, that sets up some very interesting matchups on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field, 1 o'clock kickoff. In this Eagles Insider podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, we've got a lot for you. We've got a lot of good stuff for you, really good stuff for you, including some Andy Reid sound bites. Andy Reid, of course, 14 years in Philadelphia. His final season, 2012. He came back in 2013 and beat the Eagles that that year, 26-16. So we'll hear from Coach Reid. We've got a one-on-one with Lashawn McCoy former Philadelphia Eagle, the all-time leading rusher in Eagles history. He retired this week as a Philadelphia Eagle and I had a chance to talk to Shady about his time with the team and, frankly, time that was just too short. Javon Hargrave has been terrific, maybe the best defensive tackle in the NFL through three weeks. He and I have a chance to talk about his success. We're going to kick it off here with some one-on-one, as we do each week, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni. And i want you to make sure you listen to the last answer because we talk about him facing adversity and this football team facing adversity two straight losses after that opening day win in atlanta the most recent the tough loss against the cowboys on monday night and now with the chiefs ahead eagles need to rebound here he is to begin this eagles insider podcast one-on-one with head coach nick sirianni hello eagles everywhere welcome to our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni, I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Coach, I know you're looking to Kansas City. You flushed Dallas away. It's a short week, but what do you take away from that Monday night game?
2: Just that we have to get better and not make the same mistakes that we that we made in the in the Dallas game. Uh, most most. Uh, troublesome is the penalties we gotta we gotta make sure that we correct that that penalty the penalty thing and it's the pre-snap penalties is it's the holding penalties it's just we all got to keep our composure in there and and just and just uh eliminate the pre-snap penalties really more so than anything
1: and you mentioned composure. Is that how it's how it's accomplished to to
2: eliminate those? I think so, and I think that starts with me. I need to keep my composure on the sideline and and uh, make sure that everyone feeds off feeds off of that. And so, uh, like I said, it's all of us. It's 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 the coaches, it's the players. We got to make sure that we eliminate it, and because that's a that's something that you can control. And uh, we, we just have to make sure we can control the things we can control, and and not worry about the things we don't we can't control.
1: We've got a bit of a sampling of the offense through three games. How far away do you think this? group is from, you know, being where you want it to be in terms of consistency and production and versatility.
2: Yeah, I mean, we still have mistakes that we're making and still the things we have to clean up. And I think that's going to be a forever process throughout the entire year um but we are we are creating explosive plays we're taking care of the football those are the two main things that you always regardless of what the game plan looks like that week because it does change based off of who you're playing um but regardless of what that game plan w- looks like we need to create explosive plays we need to take care of the football and those are two things i do believe we're doing um are there things that we got to get better at absolutely penalties is one of them um but um we're we're doing those two main things those two main things well but we need to make sure that we're doing them consistently. And that, that's, that's the challenge is just to do it consistently um, so you don't put yourself uh, behind the sticks. You don't put yourself, have explosive play and then not capitalize on that explosive play.
1: I know you've been asked this coach about Jalen Hurts Monday after the game. He took responsibility for the loss, put it on his shoulders.
2: What does that mean to you? And also how has Jalen paid through three games? The the fact that Jalen's taking accountability, that doesn't surprise me at one bit. I mean, that's the type of person he is. That's the type of player he is. Is and and that's what we should all be doing is taking the accountability for what we what went wrong in that game on our part and improve that so you don't make that mistake again. And so that's critical. Obviously, that one of our captains, one of our leaders on the team, is taking the taking account what you know what what he may have done wrong in that game and and, and taking the blame for it. I, you know. To say it's all on him—that's that's not you know—that's not fair and that's not realistic in this sport. Um, but I think that all of us that have the competitive gene, have that accountability gene, are able to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, man, if I would have just done this this or this we don't won that football game and so that's natural out a person like Jalen or out of a, a leader like Jalen to do that and so I appreciate his accountability to the team um, that go you know when your leader does that it goes it, everyone kind of looks like that kind everyone starts to do that and that's what you want out of that you want you don't want to make the same mistakes twice and so if everybody on the team's looking at it that way uh, that's a huge step of, of of getting better every single day, and, and obviously, like I said, uh, that our leaders doing it—that's uh, that, huge.
1: We've talked about the offensive line being a strength here. The injuries are mounting a bit. What kind of a task is it for this group to play consistently and, and remain at a high level
2: of play? Well, first of all, credit to to Howie and his staff that he—they've—they've they've built depth here, and that's obviously a credit to Howie. That's obviously also a credit to. To our O-line coach Jeff Stalin and his assistant Roy um, you know of developing the players that we've gotten here so I feel good about the backups we have obviously you know when you lose players like Isaac when you lose player like Jordan um, when you lose um, Brandon like they're they're really good players and they're they're the ones for a reason but the guys have stepped in Andre stepped in and played a nice game I think Landon's improving uh, he played it he played it, his second game uh, was was solid um, and so you know look forward to you know seeing some of these young players play that um, because I know they're going to step up and, and play good football for us and they're going to need to um, but obviously we'll miss the heck out of uh, out of Isaac uh, for the season
1: on the other side of the ball Javon Hargraves having a terrific start defensive tackle dominating when you watch him what jumps out at you
2: just that he's taking advantage of, of the opportunities that he's getting. He's strong. He's powerful. Um, he's explosive. You know the you know he's getting some some good looks here. That you know with with Fletch on the other side, you get you get two good defensive tackles in there. You know then. You know they're gonna they're gonna be able to to make plays because the defense can't or the offense as an offensive coach. I know the one thing you always look at before a game starts before you even start game planning is who do they have up front? Those who are the front four. You do that even before you look at a linebacker, a safety, a corner. You look at that before anything, even a scheme. Like you're just like, well who do they have up there that you got to stop? And so, you know, to have both two guys inside like that that we do have, uh, you know, I think they feed off each other, and and so I'm um, just just excited for the type of player he's worked. He's worked so hard to get himself in this position, um, to make plays. Obviously, he made a lot of plays when he was in Pittsburgh. He's made a lot of plays while he's been here, and it's just there's no secret. He's he's one of the hardest working guys on the team, and I'm just excited for his success, and we're going to need his success continuing forward.
1: Quite a task this week with Kansas City coming in, all the weapons they have. Short week. Uh, what does Jonathan Gannon do here with this short amount of time to get the D ready for Kansas City?
2: Yeah, we know that we know that Kansas City is is really well coached. Coach Reed's a great. A great football coach. Uh, he gets his guys in position to make plays, and then we know the type of players that they have on that team. Um, you know, uh, with with um, with the quarterback, with Mahomes, with with Hill, with with Kelsey. Um, you know, they just got so many so many weapons on that team and, and like I said, they do a good job of, of, of Utilizing those weapons, so you know obviously against any team just like what we want to do on offense You got to expo- you got to limit the explosive play uh, We don't want to give up big plays um, We know they're very capable of making big plays and we and we're aware of that and so we got to be our be at our best to win that explosive play battle right and so that the winning the explosive play battle is two ways right it's the offense creating them it's the defense stopping them so really you know really that's the that's the first and most important thing is stop stop their stop them from making explosive plays that's going to be a that's going to be a challenge because we know they got really good players and good coaching
1: so how do we make explosive plays with our offense here against the kansas city defense that's given up quite a bit statistically
2: we have to take advantage of the opportunities we're given in the, versus the defense that we're seeing. Um, they're multiple on defense. They, they show you a lot of different looks, and, and when, when they're multiple, we just got to be able to execute our, our staples. And, and like I said, it's never – you know creating an explosive play is not always about just chunking it down the field. It's at times it is But sometimes it's throwing intermediate. Sometimes it's throwing it deep. Sometimes it's throwing it short Sometimes it's a screen pass. Sometimes it's a scramble play So we just have to be ready for all those different scenarios we can and play with good fundamentals because we know that they're gonna be Multiple and we're gonna have to react to different looks that they show us.
1: Nick we're in an early part of the season injuries are piling up a bit, two straight losses, short week, Super Bowl contending team coming in, so there's a bit of adversity here for the first time that you're facing, and I wonder how you face that adversity and what you like to see from the team during this week.
2: Yeah, you know, adversity is part of NFL football. Um, what has there been, there's the, the Miami Dolphins in 1972, they didn't have any adversity. Um, the Patriots until that Super Bowl in 2008, they didn't have any adversity, but as far as, as, far as losses go, but, You know, adversity is part of NFL football. Like the best teams go twelve and four, right? The number one seeds go twelve and four. Teams that get into the playoffs go ten and six, and I know I'm off one because I know they added a game, but (laughs) nine and seven, stuff like that. And so you have mentally tough people are you, you have to have mentally tough people in the building that are able to ride the highs and lows of the of the season. We knew adversity was going to come. We talked about adversity is going to come. How are you going to handle that adversity? Are you going to? Um, are you going to? What are you going to do? And, and it's really simple for us. We're going to double down on the things that we know. know to be true and that is you know competing connecting connecting competing accountability football IQ and fundamentals double down on those things and we have some other dog mentality double down on all those things you know to be true and that tide will switch and so um, that's our message is that hey adversity is coming whether it's week one week two week three week four whatever handle that adversity by doubling down on the things you know to be true, and, and the results will take care of themselves.
1: Our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. Thanks so much, coach. Good luck against the Chiefs on Sunday. Thanks, Dave. Javon Hargrave, four quarterback sacks, certainly none bigger than the one on Monday night. Here's the call from Merrill and Mike. Eagles trailing 7 nothing in Arlington, Texas. And Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox made it happen.
0: He's on the gun.
3: Prescott backs up. He's looking over the middle. The ball is banged loose. It's a fumble, and it's recovered by Fletcher Cox for a touchdown. The ball was banged out of the hands of Dak Prescott, recovered by Fletcher Cox, and the Eagles can tie it with the
2: extra point. Boy, what a great job of breaking down the pocket. You know, it's Fletcher Cox that gets there, but Javon Hargrave does an outstanding job of breaking the
1: pocket, along with Derek Barnett, Hargrave gets the football out.
2: Fletcher Cox, the recipient.
1: Anyway, Hargrave in his second year with the Eagles has been spectacular. And he spent some time with me this week talking about the first three games of the season and what's ahead for a very special player. Eagles defensive tackle Javon Hargrave joins me here. And Javon, what a great start through three games. Um, how's it feel to, to line up and just basically kick guys' butts?
4: I mean, it, feel, it definitely feels good. Uh, I think that's what, we, uh, that's what we put all the work in in the off-season and, you know, in practice, uh, let it reflect on, on game day.
1: So what is working for you at the snap of the ball?
4: I mean, it just, <laughs> I don't I think I just everything I've been, I mean, practicing, my technique, um, my get-off. I think it's just everything right now. I'm just, I feel like in the zone.
1: Is it something that you have added to your repertoire through the years here, through the year, plus you've been in Philadelphia Eagle? Is it maturity? Is it just, you know, you're paying attention to the details?
4: I think it's a big thing of maturity. Um, being being able to play so many snaps in the NFL, you just start to learn what guys trying to do to you. And, you know, I got great coaches who who get me ready every game and telling me what the offense is trying to do to us. So I just pay attention and try to use what I got to um, beat my man.
1: So when you're young and you hear that, um, do you really understand what a coach is trying to tell you? Is that kind of part of the maturation that you now understand more in depth what a coach is saying when he says, hey, this, this guy's trying to block you in this way? It actually kind of means something more to you than when you're young
4: yeah like when you're young i say coming in the league it's just everything fast so you just really just trying to go full speed not saying you don't go full speed now but when you're young you really can't pay attention to too much because it's just a lot going in when you're young but now you just really understanding football um like if a guy's a jump setter or if he's sitting back or how would you rush against this guy or that guy? It's just different things every week. And like I said, when you pick up, when you start picking up little things on where they slide into, you just become a better player.
1: So what are teams trying to do to you through three games? What have you seen?
4: I mean, I done seen a little bit of everything. I mean, the first few weeks I was getting a lot of one-on-ones. Um this past week I got some slides, a lot of slides to me. So it's it's just been a mixture of everything that I done seen in the weeks, but like I said, I just feel like I have played a lot of football and really uh, matured over the years, and it's really coming real slow to me right now.
1: Do you expect a lot of doubles now moving forward?
4: Uh, I don't know. I think um, it's the, we got Fletch over there, so he's he going to take a lot off of me. Uh, but like I said before, it's just them picking their poison of who they want to um, double team and who they want to let get the one-on-one.
1: Kind of a crazy play in Dallas on Monday night in the end zone. Um, so it looked like you kind of went past the quarterback and reached back for him. I mean, almost like the I mean, blind blockers trying to pull you down. It seemed. Can you kind of take me through that play
4: and why it was so successful? It was funny. Uh, like I said, I, I got the center slide, so I just went right at the center. And as I was rushing him, I seen Dak, and my first thing was going for the ball with my, you know, with my hand at first. But Dak stepped up. And when I did that, the center had got a hold of me and started bringing me to the ground. And I just tried to twist around and hit, I hit the ball, but I didn't know I got it out until later on that game. I, I reached for the ball, hit it. I felt it move, but I don't think he fumbled right away. But after a while, he lost control of the ball, and Fletch got the touchdown.
1: I think you have four sacks this year in three games. Describe the feeling
4: of a sack. Uh, it's probably the best feeling in life uh, <laughs> for for us for a defensive lineman. It's not many things I give, but uh, well, it's not many things that I take over a sack. Like a sack for a defensive lineman is probably the best feeling in life.
1: And it's because it's so hard to do. Is that what what makes it so gratifying?
4: Yeah, it's so hard to do. It's, it's definitely hard in the NFL to do. Um, college and stuff, it came real easy, you know. Guys get double-digit sacks, or you get a lot of sacks in college and high school, but in the NFL, it's just so much that go into getting a sack. So when you finally get one, it's just a great feeling, and you'll appreciate it.
1: Javon, if you could go back to your rookie year, if you if you knew then what you know now, what what would you say to that, that rookie year, Javon Hargrave?
4: Man, I can't even tell you because like, just looking back, sometimes when I look back at old film, it's just... I, I call myself sorry. Um, it's just just how slow I was playing the game, um, but just really understanding, like I said, understanding and being in the NFL a long time, knowing what teams trying to do um, do to us. It just brought me a long way. And I just like I said, if I was talking to myself back then, I just you know just <laughs> just tell myself I still tell myself just to go fast. Um, but you know just stick in the playbook and watch more film.
1: All right, let's talk about the defense. Tough one on Monday night. Kansas City coming to town. They've got all those weapons. Um, what is the mentality that you have as a group this week?
4: I mean, Coach Preacher is dog mentality. Um, it's another chance for us to go out there and prove ourselves. I mean, it's, it was a bad, bad week for us last week, but this is a chance to kind of um, get our face back. And we're going against a great team for that.
1: What are they so good at doing? Why are the Chiefs? Is it the quarterback? Is it the system? Is it all the weapons they have? I mean, why are they so good on offense?
4: I think it's everything. Um, they got a great quarterback, of course. They got great skill guys and a great offensive line. So we got to be on our A-plus. A we got to bring our A-game this weekend, really uh, step up to the challenge.
1: I, I guess when you, you do it every game, but when you go against a group like this, you have to be especially aware that you cannot let down for an instant or they're going to take it 75 yards.
4: Yeah, like you say it's um they 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 live on a big play. So any play you take off, they can make you pay for. Um they they're big in explosive plays. Um but I think we are really ready for this. Um this, this 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 the games you uh you look look forward to and this the game we're going to come out and um, show the world.
1: Is everybody just kind of PO'd about what happened on Monday night and want to flush that and Get on to the rest of the season?
4: Yeah, it's nothing we really can do about Monday night no more. Um, Like I said, Sunday at 1 o'clock, that's when we can get our face back and, you know, keep the train going.
1: I love it. Javon Hargrave, thank you so much for the time. Keep up the great work on the field, and let's get a win on Sunday against Kansas City. Thank you. Andy Reid coached the Eagles for 14 terrific seasons. Eagles went to five NFC Championship games, won Super Bowl, never won the big one. Although the Eagles have won, and Andy Reid has won since then, a Super Bowl. But some good stuff here. We'll take some selected sound bites from Reid and his time with the media during a conference call. He talked about, first, the five-year plan and what it was like and how the Eagles organization supported him during that time. We remember it, 1999, but Reid talks about it now.
0: Yeah, so the organization was great with that. They, just, they supported me and what I did. They believed in it, and uh, they gave me that that support, which really that's just what a head coach needs. And I'm sure that's happening. The same thing with Nick. I mean, he's getting the support from everybody in uh, in the building, and that you know that's important. So, um, and he's doing a good job. He you know, there's, there's a real small small margin between winning and losing in this league. So, um, he'll get he'll get it going right.
1: Coaching in Philadelphia is never easy. Reed knows that and he knows that Nick Sirianni is off to a one and two start and that people in Philly aren't necessarily going to give him a lot of slack, but Reed thinks that Sirianni is on the right path.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, he's doing a nice job with it there. So I, I, you know, he's had some things to come over overcome with the offensive line and and that and so on. So, but I think he's, it, it looks like it's, the program is solid and, um, it's a lot. It's a lot different because you got to deal with you guys and the, the media. When uh, you didn't have to necessarily do that as a coordinator, and, uh, and then you've got to juggle the, the whole team, not just the offensive side. So those are the challenges that, that you're presented as a as a new coach. And the offense, the play calling, and all that I think is probably it comes pretty natural to him. Setting up a game plan and doing that, he's done that for a while. So I don't think that's the toughest part. It's just adding those other responsibilities on there.
1: And so that's it with the Andy Reid nostalgia tour. It's about beating the Chiefs this week, not about an ode to Andy Reid. Now to beat the Chiefs, you gotta slow that offense down somehow. Jonathan Gannon here talking about Travis Kelsey, the all pro tight end, who's got two consecutive 100 yard games. It ain't gonna be easy for the Eagles defense on Sunday.
3: He knows how to get open. He has a big catch radius. He's really good run after the catch, and he's smart. And he's got a quarterback that he's on the same page with. So, you know, when you're defending a guy like that, you see a lot of times when we're looking at the tape, and you know, it's named a certain route concept, and you look at it and you're like, it, that that no that that's not that concept. Well, it actually is, but then he's adjusting his route off the coverage. So. It makes it difficult to say, well, he's supposed to, you know, do this, but because he saw this guy sitting over here, he sat it down, you know, and didn't run across the field. He sat it down right over the ball at 15 yards. Like, how are we going to play that? So it's a, it's a challenge playing this crew this week is because he's on this. When you do that, you know, the quarterback's expecting you to be over here, but now all of a sudden you're not over there. He's on the same page. Mahomes is on the same page with him. So just his ability to really get open, catch the ball, win one-on-one at a pretty high level, and then his run-after-catch. You see, he hurts defenses with his run-after-catch, so we're going to have to have a plan for him, and we will. Of course, to slow
1: Kelsey and Tyree Kill and all the weapons the Chiefs have, you got to get to Patrick Mahomes. Easier said than done. Mahomes, again, off to a great start. Nine touchdown passes, three interceptions, 70 per- 70% completion percentage. I, I, he just makes throws all over the field. Eagles defense tough one on Monday against Dallas really need to step up here and it starts with defending the quarterback Gannon certainly has a lot of admiration for Patrick Mahomes
3: he's he's extremely accurate and uh, what I really think is when you look at their offense um, you know they make you cover horizontally and vertically and they they use space extremely well to me so, you know, and he can make all those throws and then he can make certain throws that you would say, man, he shouldn't be able to throw the ball like that to that spot accurately. And he can, I mean, he's really, I mean, to me, like, I don't know what a generational quarterback is, but whatever that is, he probably is that. Um, so, it, you know, they, what, what I think they do a really good job of is they make you defend, you know, everyone heard every blade of grass, they really do. So, uh, we just have to understand that, and we have to do a good job of minimizing some of those explosive plays when he gets off schedule. You know, when he starts moving around, and they're, they're verse, their guys do a good job of knowing how to get open, what spots to find, and he can, you know, he can be running this way on the numbers and throw it back over here, where typically you'd be like, he's never going to throw it over there, you know? So, it, it's going to be a big challenge for us.
1: Let's continue with some sound from Eagles players throughout the week here. Jalen Hurts on the team's mindset heading into this game against Kansas City.
4: And I think moving forward, I think this. I think you know it's about it's it's about the attitude you have, and it's about the actions you have, and that'll breed into belief and confidence and executing and doing the things we want to do. So you know it happened for us. I've said that and. I believe that. This is, this is how it's supposed to be, you know. This is how it's supposed to be. So we're going to attack the situation we're in. We're going to attack everything moving forward and um, continue to grow. The
1: Eagles opened Monday night's game with a completion 38 yards to Dallas Goddard. And then the tight ends a little bit quiet, although certainly Zach Ertz had a productive game with a touchdown. Goddard was asked this week, why are the tight ends not as productive as many expected? Here's what Goddard had to say.
3: Um, it's always tough. Obviously, you know, I'd like 20 catches a game, 20 targets a game, but that's not realistic. Um, we just have to keep going, trust the, trust the coaches, trust the game plan, and just know that uh, however it goes, we just got to find ways to win.
1: Miles Sanders, two carries, five touches against Dallas. He met the media. He wanted to clear the air. And this is what he said on the lack of touches, lack of carries against Dallas.
4: Honestly, I didn't dwell on it too much. It is what it is. Um, I can only control what I can control. And the way the, the game was pretty much uh, out, of, out of hand early, so um, I could see why the game plan or, or whatever they had planned, you know, didn't go as planned. So um, it's kind of like a panic in there for, throughout the whole team, you know, uh, just based on the way the game went, I, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't question it.
1: And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I want to thank Peter Kelly, Julie McLaughlin, Ray Doyle for their work on this episode. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Thank you all for joining. Hang in there, everybody. Big win on Sunday, Eagles and the Chiefs. Eagles need to play a great football game. We all know that to win. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadero. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go Birds! Beat the Chiefs on Sunday. B A T L E S Eagles! The Philadelphia Eagles and New Era introduced the Fly Collection, an elevated, boldly branded apparel capsule with streetwear appeal that's different from your standard Eagles fan gear. The collection sees bold new graphic expressions of the Eagles brand on apparel essentials like hoodies, t-shirts, jackets, and headwear. The designs are kept simple, mixing fresh, modern branding alongside bold punches of color available exclusively at all Philadelphia Eagles Pro Shop locations and the team's official online store. Learn more and view the entire capsule at philadelphiaeagles.com fly.